I'm Aaron. I'm Nicole. And we are Talking Talking Monroe's. So welcome back to Table Topics. Oh, Table Topics. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be the one doing the intro, not you. So welcome to Episode 6, Talking Monroe's where we will be doing table topics again, back by popular demand. Thanks for jumping in too quickly. Didn't I get you to say it? I got you to say table topics, or or was it tabletop questions? Oh, (laughs) again, you. As my, I I won't say esteemed, but my co-host is doing over here, we are going to do another episode of table topics. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing it, and we're going to, do it one more time. This time, though, we've got two options. And you don't know what the options are. I got to set it up. So you're just going to have to roll with it. Red and blue. Yes, red and blue, but you don't know what they are. So here's the premise. For those of you who don't know, we did our first episode on table topics. It was a gift that we got for Christmas. This time we're going to do it again. But instead of table topics couples, you've got two choices. The blue questions are couples, and the red questions or the red cards are family. Oh, how sweet for our family-friendly program. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that was kind of weird. But so you've got a stack of questions in front of you, and I have a stack of questions in front of me. And unlike the first time, this time you're not going to ask me questions that I have to answer about you and then me ask you questions. Oh, I just answer, ask you a question and it's directed to you and then you ask me a different question. We're going to talk about me a little bit too. Okay. So you get the first question. You can pick whichever one you want to do. You can do couples or you can do family. I peeked while you weren't looking. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. I even put two on the bottom that I didn't want to ask. Well, one of those is going to be the first one that you have to ask then. So, come on. I want to hear it. First okay. one. Okay. Which piece of land would you preserve forever? Uh, somewhere in Florida, I'll tell you that. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I that's, know that's why I put it at the okay, bottom. Okay, so so maybe I was wrong in telling you to ask me that question. So go ahead and ask me another question. And we're gonna re- it's recorded, so you will hear it. You were right the one time I will say that you were right. So there you go. So ask me another one. Who's the most optimistic person you know? Me. I would have said you too. I I I, I know. I I was just that is I am. My dad's pretty optimistic too. Your dad's pretty crazy, but he is optimistic as well. Everything that goes wrong in his life, and he's like, oh, well, though, we'll just move on to another day. It's great. I lost my arm. It's all right. <laughs> lost my leg. We're still going. God is good. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So you asked me a question. So I'm going to pick one from couples. Let's see. What's your favorite photo of your partner? Oh, this is good because you're going to have to do something that you don't like doing, which is you're going to have to describe something with all kinds of big information and adjectives and stuff rather than just saying it's that one picture where we're standing over by the thing and you know that probably my favorite picture of you is the one in new york in your peacoat ah oh no that's dc is it dc oh yes 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 that is dc that's when we went to the inauguration in 08 Mm -hmm. 
Okay. That can't really be your favorite if you don't even remember where it is. Well, it's just a nice picture of you, but yeah. So it was at the it was at DC. It was at the inauguration. You're wearing your pea coat, and I think you have on your um, I call it your Italian or your Irish like hat. Oh yes, no, no. I had a skull cap on, so I had like a little like a no a little like the maybe I'm combining pictures. I think I'm combining pictures with one in the cab in New York. You might be. So if you're talking about my little bowler hat, no, you're not. I wasn't wearing a bowler hat. It was almost like a Kango, like the one of those little ones. That one was actually, I have two of those, one in Florida at the Gasparilla Parade and one in New York. I had the gray peacoat on in D.C. And then I had like the little uh, toboggan or something like that on top. Okay. It was all gray. Okay. And, and I think we were at one of the monuments. We were. So if I'm describing the one in D.C., that's my favorite one. We were at one. the Lincoln Monument. That's it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's the peacoat and the scully and the in front of one of the monuments. That is about as good a description as you can do, I am sure. Okay. Good. So your question. I will pull from couples. Which part of having a baby would be most difficult for you? Well, the first part is anatomically, I can't do it. So I, I think that would probably be the first part that would be most difficult for me. Outside of that, the the most difficult part would be and is uh, the waiting. It is just the, the nine months of waiting and it being excited and being ready. That's the most difficult part? Oh, we're actually physically taught. Like if I physically had to have a baby? I mean, it says what is the most difficult part of would be what which part of having a baby would be most difficult for so i guess it could be any part maybe it could be like taking care of the baby i'm more picturing like pushing out a watermelon well of course you are because you did it and i'm not because <laughs> like i said again i didn't have to do that so i was great i was hanging out up top staying north of the border like mike greenberg says <laughs> chilling there watching you making sure you're okay getting ice chips telling you'll be okay getting sworn at so but i agree with you the waiting is is pretty bad too Yes, you have a lot of anticipation and excitement, and a lot of fights about names. Yes, yes. I hear from Raven, uh, our daughter-in-law, and our son are expecting a baby in May, and I hear a lot from her about how the the wait is what's killing her right now. She just can't wait to see her face and hear the little sounds that she's gonna make. So, in other words, you're that's your way of saying that I was right. Yes. Okay. All right. Just just making sure. Just checking. So. I'm going to pick one from family. I'm really excited about this one. If you live to be 100, which actually is not too crazy with your family history, it's not too far-fetched, would you rather have a sharp mind or a fit body? I don't know. If I had a sharp mind, I'd be well aware of all of my ailments. Well, you don't have a sharp mind now, so... (laughs) But if I had a fit body, then I'd still be able to get around and I wouldn't be confined to like a wheelchair or a bed or something. So, um, I don't know though, if I had a, if I had a fit body, but not a sharp mind, I wouldn't know whether or not I was confined to the wheelchair or the bed or not, because my mind wouldn't be sharp. So I that's your know. way of, so that's, that's your way, my of, way of avoiding the question of waffling. That yes, is exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So come on, which one? Um, probably a sharp mind. Okay. All right, that that okay. You need to know why. 
sure, please. <laughs> I didn't know whether or not you're going to keep talking or not. So I'm happy you want to share why. Tell me why. Because I, I want to be aware of my surroundings. I want to be aware of what's going on in the world. It would be nice to know when I have visitors who they are and be able to have conversations with them. So everything you can't do right now. Yes. Okay. So you're going to get smarter and sharper as you get older. I am. Yeah. I am. My mind's going to be so sharp that I'm going to be able to figure out a way to have a fit body too. Mm, Good luck with that. (laughs) I'll be long dead. So Your turn. All right. So let's see if I like this question or not. I'm going to pick one from each category and see which one I like best. So you're just breaking the rules like usual. Yes. All right. Well, I like this question. Would it be harder to give up sex for a year or not see each other for two months? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I mean, we've gone with not seeing each other for like six or seven months at a time. That was actually a good time. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, I, I would tend to say it would be going without sex for a year. Um, that would be harder for me. I agree. Okay. I'm glad you do again. I hope so. I mean, it doesn't say the seeing each other without seeing each other for two months. It doesn't say that we can't communicate. Oh, if I don't have to see you, I'm not communicating. I'm gone. That's Why are you really just staring mean. at me? Good. Good it is. It's a joke, too. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I know, because you don't have much of a sense of humor right now. <laughs> Because you're picturing me getting in a car, driving somewhere, uh, yes. and getting away for two months. <laughs> and you're like, I'm stuck here, whatever, all the kids. Are. Okay. So I'll ask the real question. Who's your favorite professional athlete? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. My favorite professional athlete. That is a, re- actually, that's a very good question. Uh, if we had to say of all time. I would say Michael Jordan, which is just, uh, of course, a uh, you know milk toast answer, <laughs> right? Exactly, because he just he he was the best, obviously. But if I would say right now, if I thought about it right now, my favorite professional athlete, actually, you know what? My favorite professional athlete of all time in any sport, I would say, is Bo Jackson. A, he went to Auburn, which I'm a huge huge Auburn fan. He was just an unbelievable, incredible athlete. And then he's he's just, he's a great guy. He did like three sports, didn't he? If you're talking about great guys, though, I like, um, whatchamacallit, um, he, Ray Lewis. Outside of the getting arrested and almost convicted of murdering somebody outside of a club in Atlanta, yeah, he is a pretty great guy. He's a great guy now. He's a good motivational speaker. He he tends to be yes he's a great athlete he absolutely fits into that great athlete category and he is a nice person and he's a great motivational athlete and he has turned himself around from that one little bump in his life so i i would tend to agree with you there yes all right you're up oh i'm up uh well i guess now that we've changed the rules i will flip two over and ask you both of them instead of one of them like you said you were going to do oh I like one from couples. What trip most affected your life so far? Hmm. I don't know. I'm stumped. Probably the one where we went and visited your father in South Carolina. 
Yes. Why don't you tell everyone about a little bit about that story? Well, I think mostly why it, what was the question? What trip most affected your life so oh, far? Oh, I think why it most affected my life was because it really made me fall in love with the South and want to move to move, move, move south. You know, prior to that, I had no interest in leaving Connecticut, but that really, the Krispy Kreme. Yes, go ahead, exactly, that's right. (laughs) Why? The ice cold milk from Krispy Kreme and the barbecue, my mouth is salivating, the barbecue (laughs) and the sweet, sweet tea, sweet tea, the sweet tea, um, so you have to really made me fall in love. So you have to set the stage. You have to tell the story for everyone that was not part of it. So we were 20 night 21, 21. Yeah, it was early 20s. And at the time, we both lived in Connecticut, and my father lived in Greenville, South Carolina. And we went down to visit, and I had wanted to, to move from Connecticut somewhere south. And so we talked about it and thought, maybe Atlanta, maybe South Carolina, maybe North Carolina. And Nicole, a proud, as you heard from her origin story, proud nutmegger and had only had been born and raised in Connecticut, agreed to go. We had one son at the time. And so we, we go down and we visit my dad. And at that time, this is 96-ish, 90, 96, yep. And so we went down and that was old South, old timey. So they had the Krispy Kreme, which she had never seen or heard before where you went in and they had the hot now sign popped on. So nice, hot Krispy Kreme donuts. And they had the huge vats of milk where when it came out, whole oh, milk with ice, ice crystals. crystals. Exactly. Oh. And so we had that and she, she had no chance. I, I had set it all up. <laughs> she had no chance. She immediately fell in love with being down south. And we decided to actually ended up moving into move to North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. You know and, what else had me hooked? And I don't know if I, I, I might have told you. It was the the highways up north. There's just nothing to them but the big Jersey barriers, and mm-hmm. they're not really pretty to look at as you travel. But as you travel through the south, they have wildflowers that grow in the middle of the highways. And I'm a big flower person, floral person, flower child. And and I just thought that was so beautiful. And why would you not want to live in a place like this? Mm, good point. It was it was nice. It was it was all part of my master plan. You planted them before before? Of course. I I was out there in the middle working on road crews. <laughs> I just didn't have my orange jumpsuit on. So I asked the second one, what's the worst job you've ever had? I actually think I know this one. I'll be interested if you say the the same one that I think. You probably have forgotten it. The worst job I ever had was for this woman. Her name was Tessa. <laughs> And I was working in a factory. Yeah, that is that is amazing because <laughs> that was exactly the one I was going to say. Uh, one of the first questions she asked me in the interview was, "Did I have kids?" I guess she didn't like kids or something. Um, and you know, it just became apparent how much we didn't have in common. I used to have to make these cold calls to people to ask different people at companies if they wanted to. They were like little tchotchkes, little little pieces of fabricated material that fit together or something. Great office space reference with tchotchkes like that. I don't <laughs> I don't even remember what, what it was. I just remember I had to do a lot of cold calling and I hated it and I wasn't good at it at all. And you lasted like two or three months. I did because Aslan Jade, our daughter, got sick. Um, 
and you know, real quick on on her history, she had febrile seizures, so she had to have a few different hospital stays. We're not talking about just having like a cold here and there. Um, she was legitimately like had an illness that she was going through, and Tessa just didn't want to hear it. And probably the third time that I had to call out, she just up and fired me. Mm-hmm. So Tessa, if you're listening, apparently Nicole hated the job and she doesn't <laughs> like you either, and she still harbors some significant Worst job. Ever <laughs> some significant <laughs> pain. This was a scar for her that that I just peeled back. It's so bad that you even remembered it. Well, that was the first one that came. I saw that. I was like, oh, I knew that was. <laughs> I, I knew that one. It was very clear. There was no question. All right, your turn. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I'm not even going to turn over another question. What's the best thing you learned from your mother? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow just one yes uh, <laughs> start out how you want to end up <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i don't that know if was, that's the best thing that, that you learned from her I don't know, there's the, so many she the, was a woman filled with knowledge yes the best thing i love learned from my mother is to love unconditionally and that i would say is one of those things that you have to learn by experience, by somebody sharing that with you and then you being able to share that with other people is that my mother, whether I was ended up being president of the United States or whether I was a street sweeper, my mom would have loved me the same and she loved me unconditionally and, and was always proud of me, always happy, always excited, uh, always everything, you know, the classic, you know, you could do no wrong. She she was always there. She always did everything she could to to help us be successful, my brother and I. And so, yes, it, that was a deep swallow you just heard. Yes, exactly. That uh, that was um, getting a little <sighs> choked up. So, um, but it was. It was just like I said. I, I miss her tremendously. And and one of the the things that again my, we've talked about him a little bit before. My buddy Sean Lewis in North Carolina. One of the things that he said about when my mom passed away, he actually a wealth of knowledge and, and experience. And he had lost his father very early when he was very young. I think he was 19. And he, he had some amazing words for me when my mom passed, which he said, uh, let your mother's uh, memory. And actually, let me, I'm trying not to get too choked up here. Uh, let the memory of your mother shape your future the same way that um, her presence shaped your past. And so I've always carried that with me and always said, you know, I wanted to, to make sure that I continued to love unconditionally and shared that and taught that and, and was able to do that for other people and, and share that, that gift that she gave me. Right. So thanks for making this podcast weepy now. And, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I ask a question now? Can, can we get back to being now. funny? We can get back to you. <sighs> People, please. See, she keeps trying to do that kind of stuff, sneak things in. Here, here's a good one that won't make other people cry or make me cry. Uh, From couples, from Table Topics couples, what do we want said about us as a couple? That we never gave up. That we 
genuinely are you serious like you want people to say that that's it that was they they hated each other they fought each other they they almost genuinely loved each other oh i don't know about all that now (laughs) they never gave up they genuinely loved each other come on you can do better than that i'll do that to you test of time okay we're getting warmer they take care of each other i don't know I'll I'll give yeah. you I'll give you a redo. I'll pause and I'll let you think about it for a second. So, Nicole from Table Topics Couples, what do you want or what do we want said about us as a couple? That we were genuine and we really loved each other no matter what. We were always willing to stand the test of time. Okay. Uh, all right. All right, but... <laughs> what would you want others to say about us then? As a couple? As a couple. Since you're the sappy one. <laughs> wow. That's uh, <laughs> a little bit of a backhanded compliment, I think. Thank you, I, I believe. Um, I mean, I, I meant to say since you're the, the, the smart and... and um, and you can tell because I can't think of the word right yeah, now. Yeah, well articulate one. Like they say, when you realize you're in a hole, just stop digging. <laughs> what I would want people to say about us as a couple is that we loved each other and we worked every day to make a great marriage and a great family. So isn't that what I said, just in different words? We never gave up. If it was what you said, but it was different words, then it's not what you said. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> because we're saying the same thing in different words. How do you say the same thing in different words? We are we are trying to get at the same point by you saying that oh, we oh, worked. Oh, 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 getting at the same point yes. is different than saying the same by thing with different words. By you saying that we worked every day is the same thing as me saying we never gave up. That is comp- that is nowhere near. <laughs> That's not even in the same ball. That's not even the same sport. Every day, not giving up. So not giving up doesn't mean that you worked every day. I could go sit somewhere and just say, I'm showing up to work every day. I'm not giving up. Doesn't mean you worked at it. It just means you showed up. So why don't you go on your two-month hiatus then? There you go. See? (laughs) And I got to where I wanted to be. I got two months free. I will ask you one that maybe is more in your wheelhouse from Table Topics family. Is it more essential to develop beliefs? Or to gain knowledge. And this is one, actually, that I think we'll disagree on. I think it's more essential to develop beliefs. And I think it's more essential to gain knowledge. Why do you think it's... it's, Why do you think it's... I'm interested in having this conversation because this is actually an important and interesting conversation. I think it's important to gain knowledge, but no matter how much knowledge you gain, if you don't have, and I always lump beliefs, morals, and values together, if you don't have or have not developed beliefs, morals, and values, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you gain. And now I'm going to backtrack because you could have developed a belief that was wrong. Welcome to my side of the world. (laughs) It's cool over here. It's nice. If you have developed a belief that is wrong and you never gain any knowledge 
then you can be a very ignorant person. So Yes, you can. I think that while it is important to have beliefs, you should never stop gaining knowledge. Quit looking at me like that. You were right. (laughs) Yep, that's right. Sometimes it just takes me talking it and working through it. Yes, exactly. I'm I'm glad. It's nice to see you over here. Welcome. Welcome. It's nice here. There's space for two. Thanks. It's on you. Why are you staring at me? You have to ask me a question. I asked well, you Well, you were in the middle of talking. So, no, I stopped. Um, This question is like, doesn't really apply. What would you miss most about your home if you've moved? If you moved? You've moved so many times. <laughs> so I don't know. Pick one time you moved and... I can tell you. From I, Florida, what would be the one thing that well, you missed the most? I can tell you move? for every move, one thing that I would miss. And... It might sound cliche, but it's friends. No matter from the time I was a kid until even now, I would say it's always difficult when you make good relationships and good friends and you have to move and leave them. It's a lot easier nowadays because we have all types of ways to keep in contact with social media and cell phones and all those those type of things. But you know, when I was... 10 years old, 11 years old, moving from South Carolina back to Connecticut or moving from Connecticut to Virginia, you left, you were in the ether. Like, I, you gone. <laughs> just, we were friends, we were hanging out, we were playing basketball, and then we moved, and I never saw or heard that person again. Although, which actually, again, with the interesting thing in with social media now, I actually have connected with a couple of kids that I knew when I was 10 or 11 or even five or six and was able to find out what happened to them. But when I was a kid, it was just you, you, I was friends, made friends two or three years and then gone. So I would say that's the thing that I I miss about moving. Okay. Um, Next question is, (laughs) this is going to get me in trouble. This is from couples. This is from tabletop questions, couples. Table topics. What thing would you buy if only your partner would agree? How's that going to get you in trouble? I don't I don't know that there's anything that I would buy that if you would agree. Do you have something in mind that I want? No. I, okay. I don't, I don't think there's anything that that I would want to buy that I couldn't talk you into agreeing to. <laughs> I couldn't convince you. Therein lies the problem. I couldn't convince you, exactly. I talked you into marrying me, so the rest of it's all cake after that, I guess, and great, you know, potatoes and gravy or whatever that saying might be. So, I I don't know. That's what the, I don't know that there's anything that I'd want to buy that I'd need to talk you into. I think it's actually the opposite. Like, there's things I want to buy, but I'm like, eh. No, and you're like, no, go ahead and get it. You need to do that. You need well, to I get think that. right now, even though I've agreed, so like what thing would you buy if your partner would agree, you would buy a place in Florida. Yeah, but I don't I don't I don't need you to agree to that. I just I just need to do it, but I'm not gonna do it right now because I'm as I talked about in my origin story, I'm risk averse. So I wanna make sure that if we buy it, I can pay for it in cash or close to it or not carry a big note or something like that. But I don't know that I think we've agreed on that. I think I wore you down. I think so. All right. Okay. So you're up. Oh. Right. I asked two questions. I'm going to ask you two from family. So I'm going to 
break my pattern of one and one. I'm going to ask you two reds. Huh. We've actually asked, I've actually asked you this question before, and I'll be interested to see if the, if the answer now has changed. Didn't ask you from now, from this. It's just a normal question that people often ask. Would you rather live by the beach or in the mountains? I would rather live by the beach. There's just something about the smell of the ocean. Fish? <laughs> no, there's <laughs> just something lotion. about the smell of the ocean. I know in the mountains it has the open air and the birds and the animals that you can hear. So, I mean, they, they equally have value, but I think something about the sound of the waves crashing and just the smell of the ocean and the peacefulness and the sand between your toes is more alluring to me than... Oh, something, something. What? Uh, what? Were you still talking? It's more alluring oh, it. to me than having to be all bundled up in the cold and the mountains and the snow. And maybe being in Maryland has it, done it to me it with all the say, snow that we've had. It didn't say anything about cold. It just said, would you rather be in the beach or the mountains? It's cold in the mountains. Maybe. Maybe not. Depends on how high up you go. And not always. You could be in the mountains. Would you rather live by the beach or the mountains? You could actually. I'd live. rather live by the beach and hear the crashing of the waves at night. Okay, whatever. Oh goodness. <sighs> if you decided to go on a spiritual journey, where would you go, and what would you do, Mrs. Beliefs? I would go on an eat, pray, love journey. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I would eat my way through Italy. I would want to really check out Israel since my family comes from mm -hmm. Israel mm -hmm. and just see what it's all about. Uh-huh. And, and the then land. where are you going to love? I'm I'm listening now. Where are you going to love? Cuz I ain't going to be there. Yes, you are. Okay. You're going to go with me. I'm going to come right back home and love. <laughs> Okay, if you say so, if yeah. you if you think so. Yep. So what did it say? Where would I want to go on a spiritual journey? Yes, and what would you do? So you said yeah. you'd eat, pray, love. So you'd, you'd go to where, Italy, you'd eat there, you'd pray in Israel, and apparently you'd be chasing me down to love. But while you were gone, I'd be going on my two months away. <laughs> we're just going to go to Hawaii together, and we'll love there. Yes, well, okay, I I. I could kind of do that when I, I would like to see Hawaii someday. We will eventually. Is that it? Your two questions? That's my two questions. I have a good one for you. Okay. How do you define success? I define success by whoever ends up with the most money wins. <laughs> <laughs> Which means Jeff Bezos right now is the winner. But no, uh, I define success that's actually a very interesting question. That, that's something that people often are really challenged by and really struggle with. And I actually have been throughout my life. I've, uh, I've found a number of ways and, and focus on a number of different things, but I would say that success is achieving your goals and accomplishing your goals, whatever they are. The thing that you need to do is set your goals and set goals and try to achieve them and not even try to achieve them, achieve them. The 
early on, one of my goals and, and a thing for success was to get a bachelor's degree. And then I got a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree and then another master's degree and then another master's degree. And now I'm actually thinking about doing my PhD. But I would say that success is different. It's not the same for everybody. It's it's A, you have to set it yourself. You have to identify your goals and, and achieve them. And B, it, it should be moving. It should be constantly moving. So once you define and set something that's realistic that you can do and hit and you're, you feel like you're successful, set that next goal and set that next objective and achieve that. And before you know it, you'll look back and you'll feel as if you are successful whatever you're trying to do. And that could be as simple as I want to get a really good house. I want to have a family. I want to be a CEO of a company. I want to get a bachelor's degree. I want to rule the world. I completely agree with what you said about, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that it's about um, setting a, a goal that's relative to you. Because you take a person that can't walk and if they set a goal to be able to walk again, then that's They're a relative successful. goal to them. They're successful. Right. So it's goals that are relative to your life right. and to who you are as a person. So your goal is to have a, a good mind, a strong mind, a sharp mind, so that you can somehow figure out how to have a fit body when you're 100. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Well, that's a pretty good goal. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a cheesy one. I don't know if it's my turn or not. It is. It's still okay. yours. Was it fate we met or was it by chance? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, so you asked me a cheesy question and I could give all kinds of, of cheesy answers and all that kind of stuff. But in all seriousness, I don't know if it was fate or chance or what, but we seemed to and we talked about this in our origin story. We seemed to be drawn to each other or find each other. And it reminds me of the like in there's a number of movies that have that that kind of cosmos. The cosmos drew us. I don't know if it's I don't I don't know that I'd go that far. I don't know that I'd go that crazy or sappy or whatever. Uh, I'm trying to seriously. I'm I'm trying to be serious here and that think about it. Like we've known each other since you were ten and I was eleven. We didn't date. We didn't. We didn't even really have like real interest. We didn't even run in the no, same we didn't have circles. Any friends in common. Exactly. We we were two completely different people. But if you think about it, we found ourselves in situations where we always bumped into each other. There was no real reason for us to bump into each other, and and we did, or we saw each other. And and it's funny. Not too long ago, you went back to Connecticut to to see your family and show the kids around, and and we talked about that. Like, and we've talked about that in some of our podcasts about kissing each other. On when I graduated in Ratton Road, when also at my um my senior skip day, you were at Nutmeg Beach and throwing little rocks into your belly oh, button. Walnut Beach, yes. Or that's it, right, Walnut, Walnut yeah. Beach. Uh, so seeing each other at track meets, playing Pop Warner football. I was a, a football player, your cheerleader. And again, at those no, times- No, we did. There was just, there was periods throughout our life. We'd run into each other at the subway. We'd you right. know, run into each other at the McDonald's, but there was just, there was no rhyme or reason. We just and, somehow- And happened to, bump it, into like, each signing other. into, signing each other's yearbooks. I happened to be walking around the halls in high school and walked down the hall where you were in early childhood- Ed ending and, up at a track meet where um you were no longer paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah, I was uh I was uh working on talking to to somebody else before I was stretching and stuff. You know, I was just it was friendly, you know, we were just saying hi and everything and 
but so I don't know if it's fate or chance or I, I don't know what it is or what it was, but I would say it was maybe we, because we lived in the same town and it was a small town, maybe because it was a couple of degrees of separation, whatever, but something I would say made us or we happened to keep bumping into each other. And I don't know what I call it, but I would say that it, something drew us to each other. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to say? You're stuck with me now. <laughs> So it's my turn. Your turn. So I'm going to ask you two from couples, and then we're going to get ready to finish up because people aren't really interested in hearing your answers. They love my answers, but they're not really interested I in I know, because it's always about you. <laughs> what would we do if we didn't like the other's new friend? This is a we question. So what would you do if you didn't like my new friend? If I didn't like your new friend, I would do what I always do, and I would harangue you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I would do what I'd always do what I always do, which is I go, okay, that's great, but they're not your friend, so Yep. Um I'm I'm we all know I'm not very good at keeping opinions to myself, so I would no. probably share with you no. lovingly yeah, yeah. how much I dislike your friend and why. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to you well and then say thanks for the information and Thanks. And you would probably say, well, while I dislike your new friend, I trust your judgment and I trust you will make the right decisions. That is not even close to what I would say. You get to you get to harangue me on a new friend. And I would be like, I, I do believe. Because you like to play coy. Oh, coy. No, I would tell you. I, I mean, I would tell you I don't like that person. Here's why I don't like that person. I'm not telling you not to hang out with them or be around them. But I, I for whatever reason, I don't like that person. And I would hope that you'd have enough respect for me and our relationship to, to not hang around with them as I would for you. Even though I joke around and I said that, you know, the things that I said, oh, I'll do whatever I want. I, I, I would, as we always talked about and, and is important, is that I would put the relationship our relationship over a friendship with somebody else. So now I might be pissed about it. Might might's a probably a, a weak word. I would be pissed about it, but sometimes you got to do things for the greater good. Well, aren't you sweet? <sighs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't get married. You know, stay married for twenty four years if you don't have a couple of tricks up your sleeve. Then I'd make you pay for it in another way. I'd, <laughs> I'd go buy something that you told me I couldn't buy and be like, "Hey, look." Oh yeah. See, I was getting ready to say, "Don't forget, this is a friendly podcast." Yeah. You threw that out the window with your talk about sex and stuff before. <laughs> How were we different 10 years ago? So 10 years ago would have been 14 years of marriage. That was be, that would have been 2008. That would have been when we were looking to move to Florida. We were still in North Carolina. So we were very different. How? That's How? the question. How were we different? Let's see. Um, we just were not at a good point in our relationship, so we were not communicating with each other. We were not spending very much time with each other. Um, so we just we weren't we weren't growing together. We were probably I don't even know if we were growing individually. We were growing apart. I don't know if you want to include this in the podcast. 
Why wouldn't I include it in the podcast? I don't know, because it makes me uncomfortable talking about oh, it. Oh, I was fine. I was cool. I was just waiting for you to hear it and then talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, that's I, all I have to say on that topic. <laughs> all right, Forrest Gump. <laughs> so 2008? Uh, no, 2008. Uh, well, I mean, we, we were having a kid in 2008, our last child, Cooper. Uh, so it, we were on the so we other side. So we were rebounding. So well, we were on the other side. Well, of course. It isn't that did don't don't you know that that's the that's the rebound playbook when you're not sure and things aren't going well in a marriage you have another kid. Don't that's say a- that he's not a rebound <laughs> kid. <laughs> One day he's gonna listen to this and he will know that he was made out of love as oh a rebound kid. Oh my gosh, kid. <laughs> that he is was, horrible. He was not a rebound kid, but it is funny. It does sound funny. Uh, no, it was we were on the good side. We were actually. Working, we were things. learning, to, learning to communicate again. I should say we were learning. So let's start the question again. <laughs> the question was where, where the in our relationship, was, where were was we? your your last child a rebound <laughs> kid or not? We were relearning each other and relearning to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> let's just cut this whole segment out. <laughs> oh no, this is definitely going in. <laughs> is it my turn to ask a question? It's your turn to ask a question. Okay. How do you like to be cared for when you're sick? This is kind of like the question of how do you take care of me when I am sad? Was that it? Sad or, or no? Or when you're having really a meltdown. Did it really say I'm having a meltdown? Yes. I don't know if the question actually said meltdown though. Uh, well, that's what it. How do you like to be cared for when you're sick? I either like two things: either completely <laughs> leave me alone. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Family <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Family. I'll just I'll just let you giggle that one out. As I was saying, I either want you to leave me alone and give me space and let me sleep or rest or whatever. Or I like to have cuddles and snuggles and be close to me and take care of me and dote on me and everything like that, which apparently if, if that's what you call it, doting on you. OK. <laughs> wow and i'm supposed to be the one that's the dirty one thanks so i'll ask a couple of family questions i have a family question okay i didn't get to ask my second one what's your favorite song to play in the car i don't know that i have a particular favorite song so right who's your now, favorite artist to play. Well, in the car? right now I'm, I'm listening. No, what? <laughs> what? Are you serious? My friends will hear this. <laughs> listen to Bruno Mars. So why does it always say favorite artist? What? Under favorite artist. I have him. Yeah, I have him favorited. I don't listen to him in the car. I don't go in there and like. All right, nobody's around. Let me go ahead and play some Bruno Mars stuff. Uh, so uh, right now I'm listening to Maggie Rogers, so I'm, okay. I'm a big fan of that. But actually, I would say, you know what? My favorite artist to listen to in the car pretty regularly now is uh, Frank Ocean. Okay. So uh, I would I would say that that would I guess you you could say that, but also like I said, Maggie Rogers. But old school, I'm a big fan of the Smiths, so I listen to the Smiths or Hootie and the Blowfish or Depeche Mode or Rush or my song. Tastes are eclectic, so. All right, your turn to ask a question. Okay, so my turn. I'm going to ask you two, and then I want you to pick the two last questions that are your favorite, because we need to start wrapping this up. It's time for dinner? uh, It 
might be well not for me but um cooper's gonna come down and want dinner and i want sushi so we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna do for sushi so um (laughs) and look at that what was your grandmother's signature dish these are from family rice it was it wasn't called rice pilaf but it was uh it was a rice casserole it was rice and sausage and celery and some other stuff in it and she made it every year for thanksgiving and for easter and for christmas <laughs> that is a fantastic description it had rice and celery and some other stuff in it and i hate it <laughs> I, I ate it all the time but i really don't know what was in i don't it. know how to make it it was so good okay maybe your mom but knows I don't know. my mom does okay well nani when you're listening apparently we need this rice celery something dish <laughs> that we can have that and um succotash succotash what it was called i don't know but it was it was hamburger and a sausage and tomatoes and breadcrumbs yeah that sounds like crap it was really good mm. i could talk about the spam mm. <laughs> it was, was it flavored with dasani <laughs> <laughs> and black pepper uh. Uh, so if, <laughs> if you could do something dangerous just once with no risk, what would you do? Jump out of an airplane. Oh, that was quick. That was a pretty quick response. Okay. My grandmother once told me she would do it with me too. Oh, okay. All right. So now I'll give you some time. You don't have to answer any questions. I'll just fill time while you look and find two questions that you want to ask me. So... For those of you who are listening while Nicole is looking for cards, we'd like you to make sure that if you enjoy our podcast, that you go out and you make a review, put a review up there. It's very important. It helps other people find us, as you hear at the end of every one of our episodes. We're enjoying this. We're having fun. We're learning about this. We're doing new and fun and exciting things, and we're trying to keep you engaged. So, Hopefully, like I said, you go out there, you leave a review, subscribe as well, so you can make sure to hear any new episodes. We're we're trying to get them out as quickly as possible, thus us providing you a new one, hopefully pretty quickly. Are you there yet? I'm there. All right. So you found your two. Go ahead. You know I'm pretty quick. Which is more important, intelligence or common sense? Common sense. Why is that? Oh, common sense. Uh, Because there's plenty of people who are hyper intelligent, supra intelligent, and have no common sense. And so what ends up happening is they struggle and live uh, a really good but challenging life. And there are lots of people who have common sense and aren't that intelligent. But if you can survive and live a decent life with good common sense, you'll struggle on the opposite way. So is this what we talk about? And I'm going to get the nasty emails to um, Nicole at TalkingMonroes.com. Yes, yes. you will. When we talk about engineers and we say engineers are book smart, but they lack common sense. Yes. Because they say they spend so much time. That's what you say. And keep in mind. (laughs) And and. And keep in mind that I, I am an engineer, yes. so, so, you won't, so you won't have to wait too long to get a nasty gram. Okay, what does your partner do that lets you know you're loved? Because again, does, it's about me. She does a podcast with me. 
<laughs> so, so yeah. So my partner is willing to do certain things such as a podcast or such as move around the country or such as have five kids, which by the way, I've always said it and I've always told you, but I'd like to make sure we say it on here that I was right. We're only having three kids. Yes, I was right. I said we'd have five kids. You said that's we'd have because we got a bonus kid out of out of one of the pregnancies. Still ended up as five. <laughs> Still ended up with me as right. And I figured by the time we had four, why not go for one more? Yes, and you know, well, you won't steal a FedEx truck for me, but you know, you know we'll, we'll see. I will have five kids. Yeah, exactly. So yes, yeah, so so that I, I would say that that's what you do for me. You try to make sure that I'm happy. Oh, how sweet. <sighs> that was tough. That was painful. All right, dinner time. No, I get to ask you two questions. What do you mean? Why are you trying to oh, get out of this? You I'm asked a- me two questions and then said we would end on two of my favorite ones. No, I am get to ask you two questions. Oh, fine. What would we love to learn together? That's from couples. To paint. I know how to paint. <laughs> I'm not talking about paint by number. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Clap back. Okay. <laughs> Talking about going to one of those classes where, and not the one where they have the nude models at the front either, but one of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I was where, hoping. Where they have something that you have to paint. Or, you know what we would love to, to learn together? The one where they do the drinking wine while painting. That would be perfect. Yes, because you drink more wine than paint. Well, shh. Don't tell all my secrets. Mm-hmm. So now... I'm going to do a lightning round. There's lots of questions that I want to ask because I got a ton of them. So we're going to do a lightning round. What do you find emotionally appealing about your partner? Go. Emotionally appealing about me. Come on. What do you find? Emotionally appealing? Yes. Um, That you can relate so well to my different moods. Yes. Okay. What were the reasons we fell in love? Because we didn't believe in love at first sight. We believed in getting to know each other first and then building on you had a nice future butt. from there. Next, <laughs> is respect more important from our children, parents, friends, or each other? Each other. Okay. I, I, I agree with you on that one. Okay. You don't need to know why because it's a lightning round? I don't need to know why because you respect me, so, and I respect you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, I, so I respect your answer. <laughs> okay. Which of us is be- is the better listener? You by far. Yes. <laughs> I have squirrels dancing in my head, so I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Exactly. Great listener. What's the biggest laugh we've shared? Oh, I have no idea. I'm stumped. Hmm. That would be good at making a podcast. <laughs> you laughed. I didn't. I think we are. What movie relationship is most like ours? Pretty Woman. What? Go ahead, say it. I said it low because I know you can't hear. What did you hear. say? Eat, pray, love? No, I didn't say oh, eat, pray, love. Pretty Woman. Oh, see? They ah, heard me it and was you said you, it. Julia Roberts. Yes, yeah, see? <laughs> I said it, whispered it, and then because you're all the way across the room and I yes, knew you can't hear you it. because you rescued so. me. Mm-hmm. So I've got four more quick lightning round questions for you. <sighs> Those were all from couples. These are from family. So there's three from family and one last one from couples. What one fear would you like to conquer? 
Um, all I can think of is being trapped in the covers. What's it called? Um, claustro- being claustrophobic. Okay. What was the best TV sitcom ever? Friends. Oh, no, no it was not. No, ER. That was not a sitcom. That was a drama. Oh. Sitcom. Friends. <sighs> Good Lord. No, really? it, it could be like... Seinfeld. Um, oh, yeah, but it took me a long time to start to like Seinfeld. It was just obnoxious. Yeah, that's because you, you didn't like Jason Alexander because he was the mean guy in Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I know. So here are the last two. The very last two. Do you want a couple's one first or do you want a family one first? Let me get the couple's one out of the way. <laughs> okay. Which body part of your partner's is your favorite? Hmm. <laughs> your eyes. I love the way the light picks up on your eyes and they sparkle. Mm-hmm. And then even when you're sick and your eyes get that peaked look in them, mm-hmm. you still have just something sensual about your eyes. We're going with eyes. Okay. Yes. You have sexy feet too. Oh, goodness. Don't tell people about my cute feet. <laughs> Put lotion on them and everything. Last one. Hopefully, hopefully Mama C is listening. What's the biggest lie you told as a child? <laughs> oh, um, the biggest lie I told as a child. Hmm. That you weren't going to go to Alabama to see your no, boyfriend? No, I didn't. Never told her that I wasn't going. Oh, the you biggest just didn't lie say that I told was that I was going to sleep over at one of my female friends' houses. Oh, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. How yes, you doing? Yes. When her parents, well, I didn't tell my mom that her parents were out of town. I just told her that I was going to go spend the night at her house. And instead, it was the first time that I ever went out drinking. And definitely not the last. <laughs> and and what, pray tell, were you drinking that you don't drink anymore? Beach tree schnapps. And can you tell the listeners what happened to you when you drank too much peach tree schnapps? Um, the walls started coming in and the ceiling started spinning. Mm-hmm. And, and you I hit a full reverse <laughs> in your stomach? Spent the day hungover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So that's the PSA, kids. Don't lie to your mom or else. And don't drink. Or, or else you'll get afflicted with throwing up because you'll do bad things. Yes. Lying to your parents will make you throw up. Yes. Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so sick. I never lied to my mom. I know you did it. You didn't have to. I know. All right. Thanks for listening. You stole my line. <laughs> Thanks I was going to say along. it. Thank, no, you say it. Thanks for listening. Nobody's listening. I'm not even listening. You're not even listening. Thanks for playing along. Thanks, everybody. Hey everyone, Aaron here. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you for listening and remind you to click subscribe in your podcast app so you're notified when new episodes are available. Also, please make sure to leave a review. We love hearing your feedback and it helps others find us. If you're looking for more Talking Monroe's content, make sure to stop by our website, TalkingMonroe's.com or follow us on Twitter, at Monroe's Talking. We appreciate you being part of our podcast family and look forward to talking with you again. Thanks for listening.